From new fans to veteran statisticians, the Tally of the Bases podcast is the Sabermetrics podcast for every baseball fan. I created this podcast out of my love for the game of baseball. I grew up spending my childhood at Dodger Stadium, often standing in the adult crowd on weekday nights, where extra innings meant I got to stay up just a bit later. I always loved to follow statistics as a kid. I remember tracking stats like home runs and strikeouts in a notebook, watching players knowing that with one more swing of the bat, they might reach a new record. My unique love for the sport has caused me to learn and analyze the statistics that have made this incredible game so unique. Baseball has caused a statistic-friendly rift in the sporting world. The beginnings of empirical baseball statistics, often coined sabermetrics, can be traced back to the 70s when Bill James wrote a book that would inevitably change the way we see the game through numbers. America's national pastime can be defined by a few stat lines. Wins, home runs, strikeouts, etc. But for the many who follow it today, the game has lended towards advanced statistics that have left both casual and seasoned fans in the dust. The aim of my podcast is to talk about new and innovative stats and help fans of all experience levels understand how the sport is evolving through data. I agree. Numbers can be overwhelming. Seeing a degree sign representing launch angle can force some fans to remember the dog days of geometry, but with a simple understanding of some statistics that push past the century-old stats, one can gain very much insight into the game. In my introductory episode, I will focus on one of the biggest misconceptions in the game of baseball, slash lines. When a batter steps to the plate and takes a practice swing before his at-bat, his slash line often appears on the telecast. Stats such as batting average, home run, and RBI total will pop up on the screen giving the viewer an idea of how quote-unquote good he is. Sometimes they may include slugging percentage or even on-base percentage. More recently, though, telecasts have focused on adding additional stats to the broadcast. Much like a scout can never truly understand the potential of a player while only scouting him for a day or two, no few statistics can do a player justice. Baseball is too complex of a game to be represented by three rudimentary stats. Batting average, slugging percentage, on-base percentage, home run, and RBI totals can give the viewer a general idea of what a player is good at, but these stats often mislead viewers. The best way to introduce some of the more effective stat lines is to present their lesser-known but more effective counterparts. While these stats may sound complicated given their lengthy names, they are relatively easy to understand. I'll start with the one statistic that has already seen a fair amount of airtime, OPS. This stat is relatively common on broadcast nowadays, and that's for a good reason. OPS stands for on-base percentage plus slugging. It is the addition of both the percentages of on-base percentage and slugging percentage. On-base percentage is simply hits plus walks plus hit-by-pitches combined divided by the total number of at-bats. Slugging percentage is a little more complicated, though. It is a rate stat that is measured by at-bats, but is one of the best stats in evaluating hitting, more specifically, power. Slugging percentage takes hits and values them by how many bases they attain. A single is one point, a double is two points, a triple is three points, and a home run is four points. The merger of on-base percentage and slugging percentage gives a fairly accurate view of not only how good the hitter is at getting on base, but also how effective he is when he's able to make contact. So that was a lot to handle, but why is this important? OPS is the definitive stat for hitting as it encapsulates both on-base percentage and hitting stats such as home runs, singles, doubles, and triples. 
into a single number they would compare to league average. It is not a complete replacement for the standard stash line as we see in baseball today, but it paints a much more specific picture of not only a hitter's value, but the value of when they make contact. Batting average exists for a reason. It tells us how great a player is in his ability to get the ball into play, one of the defining factors of the game. However, its fault is simply that it does that and only that. For my first player analysis, I would be speaking about Joey Gallo, the outfielder for the Texas Rangers. In 2019, Joey Gallo only played 70 games due to injuries. However, he had a very impressive slash line. In only 70 games, he had a batting average of 253, 22 home runs, and 49 RBIs. Joey Gallo is the poster child for how the modern MLB looks at offense. While myself and many fans marvel at efficient hitters who get on base and are strategic at every at-bat, Gallo values these at-bats very differently. His unique but simplistic approach to hitting is something that we will see more often at the plate. He is aggressive, often swinging for the mountains, but his massive swing also tallies many bases for the Rangers. While he strikes out often, which is something that more veteran baseball staff see as a mistake, his hitting approach has been very successful and you can't argue with his numbers. In 2019, the batting average for all hitters was 252. Gallo was just a single point above the average with 253. However, his 22 home runs in only 70 games is by far the most eye-popping stat. Joey Gallo swings for the mountains, which causes him to strike out often, but in all strikeout statistics, he has been trending down the past three seasons. When you look at his basic slash line, it isn't very impressive. Now, let's take a look at a more complete stat line. Gallo had a batting average of 253, but his on-base percentage was 389. When you subtract his on-base percentage from his batting average, we get the percentage of his walks and hit by pitches, which comes out to 13.6% of his at-bats. This is relatively high for an MLB player, but it makes sense when we consider the amount of power Joey Gallo has at the plate. His slugging percentage was 598. When we combine both his on-base percentage of 389 with his slugging percentage of 598, we get his OPS, which is 986, ranking him ninth overall in the 2019 MLB season meaning that per at-bat, he totals nearly a base. The league average for OPS in 2019 was 758. This gave Gallo his first all-star season despite the lack of games played. Granted, this was only in a 70-game season, it gives, us a, it gives us a relative idea of how being a 300 hitter, while impressive, isn't everything. Gallo has been top five in strikeouts in 2017, 2018, and 2020, but a couple of strikeouts are worth a home run. But it doesn't end there. Gallo was the first player in MLB history to hit 100 home runs before reaching 100 singles. In his most Gallo season to date, he hit his 100th home run against the Pittsburgh Pirates, a massive 443-foot home run that had an exit velocity of nearly 110 miles per hour. At the time, he had only 93 career singles. Not only had this never had been done before, the next closest batter, Russell Brannion, had 172 singles to his name when he did it, nearly double the amount of singles as Gallo. Where there have been many power hitters in MLB history, we've truly never seen one as single-minded as Joey Gallo. Make no mistake, Joey Gallo is an extremely talented baseball player, but in many ways, he is like a kid picking up a wiffle ball bat, hoping to whack the ball as hard as he or she can into the neighbor's backyard. 
The addition of StatCast to MLB broadcast has allowed us to know in real time how hard a ball was hit and how far. Seconds after we hear the crack of the bat, we know the exit velocity, distance, launch angle, and much more. These numbers are crucial for many of the advanced statistics that we use today. Any ball that has an exit velocity of 95 miles per hour or higher is known as a hard hit ball, which is commonly used as a percentage between the amount of hard hit balls versus the amount of batted balls a player made contact with. It should come to no surprise that Joey Gallo ranks third in hard hit rate with 53.1% and second in average exit velocity with an average exit velocity of 94.8 miles per hour, meaning that his average exit velocity is just 0.2 miles per hour slower than a hard hit ball. The only player ahead of Gallo in exit velocity is the six foot eight Yankees outfielder, Aaron Judge, who is an absolute titan at the plane. I think it's pretty self-explanatory that the higher exit velocity, the better the outcome of the batted ball. You don't see many home runs that look slow to the eye. But why exactly is a hard hit ball specified as a ball hit 95 miles per hour or more? Why not 90 miles per hour or 100 miles per hour? Yeah, 100 sounds really good. Why not 100? Well, like most stats, they need to be representative of a bigger picture, and batted balls with an exit velocity of 95 miles per hour or more have much more success on the field than balls that are hit at a lower velocity. Let's look at the stats on how hard hit balls and balls that are categorized as weakly hit. But why exactly is a hard hit ball specified as a ball hit 95 miles per hour or higher? Why not 90 or 100? Yeah, 100 sounds very hard hit and it's a perfect 100. Why not 100 miles per hour? Well, like most stats, they need to be representative of a bigger picture. And batted balls with an exit velocity of 95 miles per hour or higher have much more success on the field than balls that are hit at a lower velocity. Let's look at the stats on hard hit balls and balls that are categorized as weakly hit or balls hit 94 miles per hour or less. We'll use 2018 season data. The batting average on hard hit balls was 524. For weakly hit balls, it was 219. The slugging percentage for hard hit balls is 1.047 or 1047, meaning that statistically, they get more than a base on average. For weak hit balls, the slugging percentage is 259, meaning that statistically, they grant a base in a quarter of at-bats, relatively. Players that led the 2020 season in hard hit percentage were as follows in order. Fernando Tatis Jr., Marcel Ozuna, Freddie Freeman, Jose Abreu, and Manny Machado. The two league M MVPs, Freddie Freeman for the National League and Jose Abreu for the American League, were among this group, but most notably, every single one of these players finished top five in MVP voting, with the exception of Marcel Ozuna, who finished sixth in the stacked MVP race in the National League. Just as hard hit percentage is important to batters in terms of their increased likelihood to score on a batted ball, it works conversely for pitchers. Pitchers who have a low percentage of hard hits on batted balls can minimize the damage done by the opposing side. For today's trivia, the question is, among pitchers in the 2020 MLB season who pitched a minimum of 250 plate appearances, which two pitchers led the MLB with the lowest hard hit percentage? While a truly 
difficult task, increasing hard hit percentage leads to great things offensively. Using Fernando Tatis Jr. as an example, we can understand how significant hard hit rate really is. A true superstar of the MLB, Tatis Jr. increased his hard hit rate from 44.1% in 2019 to 66.2% in 2020. By doing this, he also increased his average exit velocity from 90.4 miles per hour to 95.9 miles per hour in 2020. His numbers in his 2019 rookie season were incredible. He played 84 games compared to only 59 in 2020. In 25 less games, he had just 5 less home runs with a total of 17 in 2020 and 8 less RBI with 45. While not the only factor, it shows how a player like Tatis Jr. went from 3rd place in Rookie of the Year voting in 2019 to 5th place in MVP voting with just one single orbit around the sun. It is now time for the answer to our trivia question. Among pitchers in 2020 who pitched a minimum of 250 plate appearances, starters Martin Perez of the Boston Red Sox and Hyun Jin Ryu of the Toronto Blue Jays led the MLB with a hard hit percentage of just 29.2%. In the next episode, I will be expanding on the topics of hitting metrics by explaining plus stats and expected stats. We will be talking about Mike Trout and how he is not only the best player in baseball currently, but also his case for being one of the best players of all time by comparing him to a Yankee great. Sports discussions are fueled by comparisons from players spanning decades, but how can we compare them accurately? Tune in soon to find out. I'd like to thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back to talk more about baseball and the stats that are changing the game. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know by giving me a like, and also consider sharing this with a baseball buddy of your own. Have a great one, and play ball.